What's up, peeps? Welcome to the Ebb and Flow podcast. It's me, Eben Britton, the ex NFLer turned yogi. Um, great episode for you guys today. This is a solo role. I talk about reality is an illusion. Uh, my brother Gus suggested a while back that I do a, a talk about my thoughts on reality as an illusion. When he challenged me after I said it during a conversation we had. And so I break it down for y'all. I think you guys will enjoy it. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I read a little bit of Osho. Um, and uh, it's very um, comprehensive. Talk about what it is. How I came to this idea about it. Uh, and some solutions to getting to the bottom of reality, whatever that means. Uh, before I send you off, hey guys, my first book is now available on Amazon. There will be a link in the show notes. Head over to Amazon and check out your copy, buy your first copy of the Ebb and Flow Basic Tools to Transform Your Life. This is the story of my life from childhood through the NFL, how I emerged from that experience physically, mentally, emotionally destroyed, and the tools I use to reconfigure myself and heal myself in life after sports. It is my life, and uh, I am very grateful to share it with you guys, and I hope you get something out of it. I think you will. A lot of good stuff in there. So check that out. Um, finally, well, not finally, two more things. If you are looking to get better sleep, I know I've said it before, there are, they are our quintessential sponsor here at the Ebb and Flow by Optimizers. No better supplement on the market for better sleep and calming your nervous system than Magnesium Breakthrough. Head over to magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Use code ebb and flow 10 to get 10% off your next order of Magnesium Breakthrough. This is a blend of seven different types of magnesium. It's very comprehensive, great for calming your nervous system, getting you out of that sympathetic fight or flight state into the parasympathetic rest and digest recovery state. Great for sleep, will give you the best night's sleep of your life. I highly recommend it. I'm a big fan. Check it out. Magbreakthrough.com forward slash ebb and flow. Use code ebb and flow 10. And then, if you're looking for more content, meditations, yoga flows, kettlebell workouts, breathwork exercises, a great community to be a part of, join us on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Britain. Subscribe, join the Power Tribe, love to see you there. And uh, that's about it, folks. Lots of love to you guys. Thank you so much for all of your support and your love. If this episode or any of these episodes resonate with you, share it with your friends. Share it with people you care about. Share it with someone who you think could use the message. Rate it, review it, subscribe. That's how you support me in this show. 
Lots of love to all of y'all. Have an epic rest of your day. Enjoy. Peace. You have unlocked the eternal link to internal source. The key of imagination. Your admission. Access to the enlightened dimension. A gateway at the junction of darkness and light. The place at which the chaos of our conditioned frame of mind give way to a life in constant flux, only to be mastered through vigilant discipline. Peaceful times may come, testing times may go. This is the ebb and flow. Alrighty, y'all. Reality is an illusion. This is a talk, a dialogue I have been working towards for a little while. For all of you listeners who've been with us, Gus and I, my brother Gus, Gus and I have had this conversation before where I have used the 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 sentence reality is an illusion and Gus has challenged that in the past uh, very legitimately and he has said to me Eb, you can't just say reality is an illusion because that doesn't really that's a difficult concept for most people to understand, wrap their head around. What does that mean? Reality is an illusion. I remember going back to middle, even before middle school, actually, elementary school. My brother and I, we had this this babysitter. His name was Mel. He was about 18 from Brazil. One of my all-time favorite dudes. He was like the young uncle. And this was in Brooklyn. And he used to turn us on to these types of ideas. He was, and he would say things like, maybe that trash can over there in the corner, maybe that's not even there. How do we know that trash can over there in the corner? How do we know that's actually there? And I didn't totally understand. I'm like, Mel, it's right there. You know, I'm probably eight, nine years old at the time. I'd say, Mel, the trash can, I'm looking at it. I'm like, how does that, wait a minute, but how do we know the trash can is there? And it sparked this whole very subtle unraveling of taking things as they are. We take so much for granted from the moment we wake up in the morning for much of our lives. We take it all for granted. Oh, we just wake up. We're in our room. We're in our bed. We go, we put our feet on the ground. We go to the bathroom. We brush our teeth. We make our way into our day. We breathe. You know, it's like, How much of that are we asleep for? How much of that are we actually conscious of? 
Awake for. Yes, we awake from a sleeping state. If you consider sleeping being the sleeping state being with our eyes closed and the waking state being with our eyes open. But as we know, if you've been listening to this show for long enough, as I believe, many of us are walking around sleeping with our eyes open. So let's get into this idea. Reality is an illusion. It feels to me like a Zen koan. He'll, you hear Alan Watts and Ram Das and all the great spiritual teachers. Zen masters use these things, Zen koans, koans. And a koan is essentially an, an unsolvable problem. What is the sound of one hand clapping? A Zen master might say. And the student has to go and contemplate. What is the sound of one hand clapping? What? And it's to break down the mind's prism of beliefs. And so I think this is a really great place to start with this concept of reality is an illusion. When we wake up, and we begin our day. We have our perception of reality. The look and feel of our room, of our home. The texture and taste of water and food or coffee that we put into our mouths, brushing our teeth, the sensations therein the exercise, the act of breathing, blinking our eyes, the temperature of the environment we find ourselves in. The colors, the smells, the sounds, the sights, our sensory experience, right? Now, I'm not going to get into whether or not the trash can in the corner of the room is real or how do we know if it's there. Although, I believe that there are very high-functioning people who could have that debate and argue one way or another whether or not that trash can is real or whether or not that tree is over there. Or whether or not any of this is real. I'm not really going to get into that. I'm going to assume at the baseline level, we are in fact human beings. And there is some tangible truth to our physical reality. So let's start there. And I know, like I said, we could argue those things all day long too. If you really want to get in deep in this. But so what does this mean from that perspective? We, we are human beings living in this physical reality. Reality is an illusion. Where do we begin? So everything we see and experience 
we are seeing through our previously constructed belief matrix or matrix of belief, matrix of perception. On a very basic level, everything you see, every interaction you have, every person you come into contact with, all of that is veiled through your past experiences, past interactions, the things you've been through in your life that have painted that subtle atmosphere around the world you come into contact with. So, with that beginning understanding, you can start to peel back the layers on this idea of reality is an illusion. So, already, when I look at a tree, I'm not necessarily seeing the tree as it is. I'm seeing the tree as I am. You may or may not have ever heard that that old notion of we don't see the world as it is, we see the world as we are. So you come into contact with a person. How they look right away, their size, their facial features, how they carry themselves, the clothes they're wearing. Your mind is creating a model of who that person is based on your past experiences. And this happens without us even knowing it. Unless we've taken a lot of time in meditation to break down our preconceived mental structures. And even then we're still seeing a a mind model of the thing we're coming into contact with. We are not seeing that person as who they truly are. And to make it more complex, that person is approaching us with all of their inner life happening. Their whole matrix of perception happening. And not only in that, but based on who we perceive them to be, before they've even opened their mouth and we know what their, their voice sounds like or what they have to say or what's happening on the inside of them, we are also at a very rapid rate, diagnosing how we have to be in the midst of this situation, in the midst of this person. Do I need to have my guard up? Oh, does this person want something from me? Do they look friendly? Are they an enemy? Am I safe to communicate what's inside with this person? Oh, I really want to look good for this person. So let me make sure I'm I'm my smartest. I need to say the smart thing here. 
what's the story I can tell them to to ensure to them that I'm a credible individual, that I have some validity and some legitimacy to me as an individual? What's that story? And this is all happening beyond any any sort of decision making beyond any sort of logical or rational mechanism that we are in control of so to help illustrate some of these i've got a handful of readings from this book intuition by osho really fantastic book I highly recommend it. If you join me on Patreon, I'm going to start the Power Tribe Book Club where I do breakdowns, full breakdowns of all the books I'm reading. I know a lot of you guys are are interested in my reading list and the books that I read and my recommendations. So I've decided that for $5 a month, if you buy the, the base membership, if you pur- purchase the base subscription on Patreon, I'm going to start doing these book club offerings. Um, I thought it'd be fun and a good way to get this information out there. So here are a few readings from this book by Osho. And I think there's a few important things to illuminate and break down as we, to help contextualize this question, this conundrum of reality as an illusion. So in this book, he really, he does a fascinating thing of breaking down the, the human functioning mechanisms as intellect, which is of the mind, intuition, which is of the heart, and instinct, which is of the body. And the mind, the intellect, is truly the only one of those three functioning mechanisms that functions in this state that we have some sort of control over. Now, the problem with the intellect The problem with the mind in particular is that it's very limited in its perception. The mind can only function in what it knows, what it's experienced, what it's read, what it's heard, what's rational and logical. What's known is the big key. The mind, the intellect, can only function in what is known. Outside of that, it doesn't understand. It has no concept. That's where fear comes in. Fear of the unknown. So the heart, the intuition, the heart. The heart is connected to something that's far beyond our rational understanding. The heart is illogical. It's irrational. It's connected to the ultimate source of the unknown, God, the intuition. 
It arises out of somewhere far beyond our mind's capacity to see. Make sense? And then the body, the instinct, our sexual desires, our hunger mechanisms, breathing, beating the heart, blood circulation, organs operating. All functions on instinct naturally. We don't control any of it. So, I want to give a few little little nuggets here. Intellect is not going to be your home. It is a small instrument to be used only for passing from instinct to intuition. So only the person who uses his intellect to go beyond it can be called intelligent. Intuition is existential. Instinct is natural. Intellect is just groping in the dark. The faster you move beyond intellect, the better. Intellect can be a barrier to those who think nothing is beyond it. Intellect can be a beautiful passage for those who understand that there is certainly something beyond it. Science has stopped at intellect. Big issue happening today in the world. Science ends at intellect. It's a problem. No ancient civilization ever allowed it. Perhaps Greece and Rome. But as far as like the Mayans, the Aztecs, their sciences blended intuition and instinct with the intellect. And one of our big issues in the West is that we've compartmentalized everything. I've talked about this before. And so we've made the mind our God. We've given the mind the keys to the castle of our domain. And it's literally run us into the ground. And people are just latched on to their intellect. Science has stopped at intellect. That's why it cannot figure out anything about consciousness. The intellect without your intuition awake is one of the most dangerous things in the world. Yes, indeed it is. And we are living under the dangers of intellect because intellect has given science immense power. But the power is in the hands of children, not in the hands of wise people. Intuition makes a man wise. Call it enlightenment. Call it awakening. Those are simply different names for wisdom. Only in the hands of wisdom can intellect be useful, can can intellect be used as a beautiful servant. An instinct and intuition function together perfectly well, one on the physical level, another on the spiritual level. The whole problem of humanity is getting stuck in the middle, in the mind, and in the intellect. Then you will have misery, and you will have anxiety, and you will have agony, and you will have meaninglessness, and you will have all kinds of tensions without any solution anywhere to be seen. Intellect makes everything a problem and knows no solution at all. Instinct never creates any problem and does not need any solution. It simply functions naturally. Intuition is pure solution. It has no problems. Intellect is only problems. It has no solution. So, why am I reading this? In the in the, in the the dialogue, in the conversation of 
reality is an illusion, it's really important to understand the function of the mind and the intellect and how it clouds our vision, it clouds our sight of reality as it is, not as we are. You're seeing that all over the world with everything in COVID and the mainstream media's narrative and the political narrative and all of the agendas and the corporate, you know, the the big pharma corporate agendas that are being played out through mass marketing. The mind has latched onto, there's a solution to COVID. And what we are really struggling with is for all of these solutions to be constantly revealing themselves as only partially true, but not the big picture, not the entire view of what's happening. And this has really, when science is at its best, science has always been fluid in being available to evolution and growth. But because of our over-intellectualized society, it's been really a, 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 a struggle to move past these solutions and to just bury our head in, well, this is how it is, and this is what it is, and this is what we have to do. Continuing on. And so in that, as we as we just surrender our lives over to intellect, the mind paints a whole picture of what our reality is which becomes our perception of the world and our perception of our circumstances and our, our reality, blurring our view of what truly is, or even inhibiting our potential, our opportunity, the opportunity we have to see reality as it truly is. Here's this next part I wanted to read. Man's being is simple, but his personality is not. The personality is complex. The personality is like an onion. There are many layers of conditioning and corruption, and hidden behind those many layers is man's simple being. It is behind so many filters that you cannot see it. And hidden behind these many filters, you cannot see the world either. Because whatsoever reaches you is corrupted by the filters before it reaches you. Nothing ever reaches you as it is. You go on missing it. There are many interpreters in between. You see something. First your eyes and your senses falsify it. Then your ideology, your religion, your society, your church, they falsify it. Then your emotions, they falsify it, and so on and so forth. By the time it reaches to you, it is almost nothing of the original, or so little that it makes no difference. You see something only if your filters allow it, 
and the filters don't allow much. Scientists agree. Scientists say we see only 2% of reality. 2%! 2% of reality? <laughs> and we love to go around like we know everything, like we have all the answers. It's, it's hysterical. 98% is missed. When you are listening to me, you will hear only 2% of what has been said. 98% will be lost. And when the 98% is lost, that 2% is out of context. It is as if you have taken two pages from a novel at random, one from here, one from there, and then you start reconstructing the whole novel from these two pages. 98 pages are missing. You have no inkling what they were. You don't even know that they existed. You have only two pages and you reconstruct the whole novel again. This reconstruction is your invention. It is not a discovery of truth. It is your imagination. And there is an inner necessity to fill the gaps. Whenever you see that two things are unrelated, the mind has an inner urgency to relate them. Otherwise, it feels uneasy. So you invent a link. You fix those loose things with a link. You bridge them and you go on inventing a world that is not there. George Gurdjieff used to call these filters buffers. They protect you against reality. They protect your lies. They protect your dreams. They protect your projections. They don't allow you to come into contact with reality because the very contact is going to be shattering, shocking. Man lives through lies. Friedrich Nietzsche is reported to have said, please don't take the lies away from humanity. Otherwise, man will not be able to live. Man lives through lies. Don't take the fictions away. Don't destroy the myths. Don't tell the truth because man cannot live by truth. And he is right about 99.9% .9 of people, but what kind of life can there be through lies? It will be a big lie itself. And what kind of happiness is possible through lies? There is no possibility. Hence, humanity is in misery. With truth is bliss. With lies, there is only misery and nothing else. But we go on protecting those lies. Those lies are comfortable, but they keep you protected against bliss, against truth, against existence. Man is exactly like an onion. And the art consists of how to peel the onion and come to its innermost core. It's fascinating. So how do we begin? How do we begin? First of all, you may be listening to this. You may go, fuck you, Eb. Nope, not me, man. <laughs> and hey, that's cool. That's your trip. Do it. Don't listen to me. I don't know what I'm talking about. This shit just comes to me and I share it. But maybe you're going, yeah, Eb, there's something there. So the question becomes, how do we begin to, as Osho describes it, 
peel the onion to get to the innermost core. Or, as Swami Vivekananda would say, how do we begin to polish the crystal? Imagine your perception is this crystal inside of you. And everything you see and experience and come into contact with, that's light coming into this crystal. It's like a prism. And this light comes into this crystal. And it gets transmuted into information. And based on how polished that crystal is, how clear it is, how pristine it is, determines how clear your perception of reality truly is. Are you able to see reality as it is or are you seeing it through the filters of your life experience? So how do we do that? How do we peel the onion? How do we polish the crystal? That's really what my whole life is about. My first book, I'm getting ready to publish it. By the time this episode is out, my book will have been published already. The Ebb and Flow, Basic Tools to Transform Your Life. There are, there are very practical, accessible ways to do this. And it's really about what you want at the end of the day. If you want it, awesome. If you're not interested in that and you're totally happy with the way your life is going, great. Keep doing it. You know, that's. But my life is really an exercise in polishing the crystal. And how do we do that? We do that through cultivating health and well-being in the physical body exercise, drink plenty of water, eat nutritious whole foods that come from the earth, grow from trees, are harvested from animals. So we make the physical body super healthy and clear and clean and well, which in turn keeps the brain healthy, which gives the mind an opportunity to be as clear as possible. What's interesting is the mind gets taken care of through the process of these various modalities. We have to heal our emotional trauma. How do we do that? We do that through therapy, through group work, through psychedelic ceremonies, plant medicine ceremonies, things like ayahuasca, meditation. You know how I feel about meditation. Meditation and breath work, two of the most important technologies we humans have access to. Doesn't cost a cent. And you can do more work in meditation and breath work than you can get done just about anywhere else. 
Talk therapy is fantastic because it's important for us to alchemize the thoughts and the feelings and the sensations happening in this physical vehicle and alchemize them into words that we speak out so we can begin the process of loosening the our whatever that thing is inside of us that holds on to these things that keeps them locked behind doors plant medicine is also very good at unlocking these doors and allowing us to have an experience of our pain and our suffering in a way that allows us to heal and transcend it So we make the physical body healthy and well through exercise, nutrition, breathing, plenty of water. We begin to heal the mental body and the emotional body through meditation, connection, therapy, community, group therapy, plant medicine, psychedelics, these substances that help us access deeper realms of ourselves, of our being, and help us tune into the things that we are keeping hidden from ourselves, frankly. To create a state of non-attachment to our thoughts, feelings, the world around us. We have to get out into nature Nature is here for us. This is the Garden of Eden. Planet Earth is the Garden of Eden. And we are the stewards of this garden. And there is a symbiotic relationship between us and our environment. And it's very important for us to spend enough time outdoors in nature, our feet in the ground, our skin in contact with the sun, It's vital. Prayer and affirmation. Think of your mind as the most magnificent computer ever created, ever manifested by the universe. But this mind, it functions on a certain programming that's been built up over time through our childhood or adolescence, our teenage years, our young adulthood through school and religion and family and relationships. So prayer and affirmation, very valuable, very powerful tools in reprogramming the mind. I love myself. I support myself. I approve of myself. Begin there. And then you say whatever you want. Whatever you feel you need. You say that. Speak to God. Speak to your higher self. Speak to the universe. Speak to your ancestors. Speak to them. Speak. Speak it. Manifest what's happening inside of you. Get it out.
So these are the, the tools, these are the practices by which we begin to break down the structures, the paradigm of belief that we function within. And we can begin the process of reprogramming. We can begin the process of re-engaging with reality as it is. And the, the practice of this, the martial art of this, really becomes necessary, the discipline. Because all of that old stuff, it never really goes anywhere. It just becomes more and more faint. At one time, it's like this loud shout of the heckler in the front row. And then it becomes like this distant whisper. But it only becomes that whisper through the constant, vigilant approach to your life as a ritual. In communing with the universe as this divine aspect of it that you are. Got some matcha mushroom tea going here. Little MCT oil, little ghee. It's good. How do we feel? Reality is an illusion. <clears throat> Not meant to be... Hell, I don't know. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, Eb, why why do I think about the stuff I think about? Why do I care? I don't know. I don't know. It's just what occurs in my mind. What I think about. This is who I am. I am this person. I am this particle of the universe that works through all of this information. Well, I think that's about it. I think we broke that one down. We might do a part two. Any questions, thoughts, comments you have, I'd love to hear them. You can hit me up on Instagram or um, on Patreon. It's a good place to go. We'd love to hear your thoughts on reality is an illusion. Was any of this helpful? Was any of this insightful? What interested you about it? Did it crack you open to some deeper sense of awareness of your, you and your life? I'd love to know. All right, y'all. Lots of love to you guys. Have an epic rest of your day. And I'll see y'all on the flip side. Peace.